But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? that out what's going on everybody i am that fat guy i am here with my cousin Vinny. good morning everybody. Uh, big bry should be here at some point in time we never know when the heck that's going to be because we were supposed to be slated at a certain time and he hasn't shown up yet so we are going to get the show started for you today uh we are going to talk a little bit about uh we're going to talk a little bit of free agency brown's free agency we are going to talk. We are supposed to have Jarvis Courtney on with us before he starts his excursion out west to play for his team, but we had to postpone it till next week because I believe he might be flying out today, so we had a little hiccup in scheduling. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of March Madness because uh, the madness is here for once, so I'm very excited about that. And also, we are going to talk a little bit about Tribe, and we're going to knock that out real quick before Brian gets on here. But uh, Tribe-wise, um, the Indians had traded Mike Freeman, and they pretty much told Billy Hamilton he's gone. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so there's there's some moves being made that I'm not sure what's going on with it. But, you know, we'll see what happens in the uh, outcome of that. But they're still in spring training. I think they start here soon, but I'm not sure. And also, I got to, we got to do our shout outs, Vinny, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. So I'm going to shout out, uh, I'm going to shout out last week, we had a blast talking some PB&J, and uh, uh, Juice uh, kind of brought us back with the uh, PB&J. He brought us back to the uh, wonderful uh, peanut butter and jelly whiskey that he makes. Really? Yeah. I missed out on that. So he sent us a TikTok video and told us that we were kind of uh, kind of crazy about it and, uh, you know, those kind of wonderful things. And uh, he uh, comes up to us. He goes, uh, he goes, this is how you make peanut butter whiskey. He goes, I use this peanut butter. Uh, I think he used Elijah. What was it? It wasn't Screwball. It was another one added grape juice, added honey to it, and then swirled it around and chugged it. Wow. That he goes, it tastes, good. He, yeah, he said it goes, it tastes just like a, uh, a uh, peanut butter whiskey or a PB&J. So try it out. And God, I got to give him crap all the time. I love that kid, but he, yeah, he's paying the butt sometimes. Right. You know what? Um, that might be the only way that I actually take jelly. I mean, that sounds like something I might try. Wow, bonus for you, bud. Right? Jeez. We'll have to try and uh, and get that going. Nice. So um, we got to, who else do we have to shout out? Do you have to shout out anybody? Um, Lake Rape Boxer, who just oh, passed yes. away. Um, you better make sure you get his name right. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going to mess it up already. I know that. Um, I don't even have it. I don't even have it on me. I think, it, it, is it Merle? Merle Haggard. I yes, think. yes. Yeah, I believe that was the name. Yes. So we had, uh, he passed away. Also, we're still working on our live show. I believe it's going to be at Mike's Bar. We should know this week if we are going to be at Mike's Bar. But we have mm-hmm. a very, very special guest going to be live with us that week. We are going to have Kevon from the Voice of the Land podcast. He's going to be joining us. Also, we have another guest. Is Mike joining us? Uh, yeah, Mike Holzheimer uh, would be joining us as well. Nice. Um, yeah, absolutely. So he's been a, a big basketball person. Uh, he coached uh, high school basketball as well as um, done a lot of uh, sports writing and stuff like that. Um, oh, nice. Back when the, the Sun News was around. They're no longer around now. Um, but he's 
pretty big in the in the sports world as well for uh, getting news out for for people. So, yeah, definitely great guy, and I uh, look forward to hopefully having him on uh, as well. All right, well, hey, bud, guess who shut up? Oh, you, there he is. Yeah, let's see if we can bring him in. <laughs> and is Big Bry here? So you won't believe it. I was waiting there. And I was expecting you to like let me in because of Zoom. Yes. So I'm sitting there for five or ten minutes just waiting. Where the heck? let me in? Why? Aren't... I was about to text you, and then I see Enter Broadcast Studio. Click this button. So. Oh wow! Click That's it. here I am. All right. So better late than never, right, bud? I suppose. So we we How's just we just did the intro. We just did the sh- couple shout. Do you have any shout outs you got to get out uh, this week? Uh. Let me shout out a local brewery. I had um, kind of celebrated my uh, St. Patty's Day on Sunday with one beer because I'm getting older and I can't go crazy like I used to. I had a beer um, from Thirsty Dog. It was called Irish Red Setter. So that's the only shout out I got. It was it was damn good. Go get you one. We're cheers at you right now. I hope you see it. Or are we froze mm-hmm. up. Yeah, I got it. I'm going to get a beer here. Plus, we we got our favorite ginger on here in a second. I'm going to lay him in in a second, but we got to finish our opening stuff. So, Brian, I I told everybody that the Indians released, uh, uh, they traded Mike Freeman, and they have released Billy Hamilton. We also got got to have some fun with today. Um, Johnny Manziel and Josh Gordon didn't make the playoffs (laughs) in the fan control football league. What a shame that is. They did not. I think they got their ass kicked, thirty-two to six. Did you did you bring up the Manziel play that was running wild over social media? No, I did not. I didn't bring up anything. Where? So I saw this play. He, he was taking a snap from like the five yard line, and it goes right through his hands. He runs back about ten, fifteen yards, tries to pick it up, whiffs on it, runs past it a couple yards, and then just looks at it and completely gives up on the play. Defensive player picks up the ball, starts running the other way for a touchdown. Manziel is probably five yards off the field just walking back to his huddle. (laughs) I I can never get enough of Johnny Manziel completely failing, completely making an ass out of himself, falling on his face. So he does it time and time again. It's too easy at this point. So I almost feel bad for making fun of him and laughing at him. But before the game, he said something like, well, they're going to have to play us next week. And, yeah, I guess not, Johnny. Hey, win, lose, we booze. (laughs) <laughs> he's living his best life i guess so brian we were supposed to have jarvis courtney on with us but we have a little scheduling thing i think he might be flying out today to go to kansas but i'm not okay we we had a little hiccup in it but i brought our friend our favorite ginger from the gingers talk football podcast the creator and host of the browns table let's bring him on here let's bring him on craig Craig, what's going on, bud? Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having hey, me. We're doing good. So we're getting ready to talk a little bit about uh, Brown's free agency here. All right? And you haven't seen the uh, show sheet. But after this, we are going to do our – we're going to switch it up a little bit. We're going to do our top three all-time free agents. Oh, top three all-time free agent signings? Yes. Like surprise signings that you were like, what the heck just happened? Fair enough. And it doesn't Fair have enough. to be Browns. It can be – we have a wide scope, so you can do whatever you want. Is that oh, good? it can be any team? It can be any team you want. Oh, wow. So you want That's to get a deep question. question. You want Mine's to, all Browns. Bryce is all Browns. You want in on this? <laughs> sure, why not? All right. Yeah, you can do NFL, you can do Browns, whatever you want. Well, let me let me get off first before we start talking about – March Madness is here. <laughs> and I have – Told Brian, Brian and I got a little running back going. I didn't do it on Sunday because we had some other stuff going on. I didn't call him. But Saturday, Ohio State beat Michigan, which locked him into a two seed, which locked him into a pretty good path, I think, in the March Madness bracket. But you never know because mm-hmm. it's March Madness. But I already filled out my bracket, and I have joined the Cheap Seats Bracket Challenge. 
Okay, the boys down at Cheap Seats started it. I said, let me see what I could do here. I have, and I want to make a bet with you right now, Bri, because I know you're going to bed anyways. When you're done with your whole Lent, you go back to cheeseburgers. I will buy mm-hmm. you a cheeseburger. My final is Michigan and Ohio State going against each other in the finals. <laughs> okay, that's kind of – I would love to see it. I would love to see the, it too. They, the games that they've played have been outstanding. They've been phenomenal games. Um, it's almost, to be honest, it's taken the place of the football rivalry in the, uh, the Michigan-Ohio State series because – Let's be honest, Michigan hasn't held up their end of the bargain as far as football, and these basketball games have been, even though one was kind of, um, you know, a shootout, this, this past one had some defense on it. So it, it, they've been a lot of fun to watch. Michigan looked like they were dead in the water, and they came back somehow and had a chance to win it at the end, and they did my least favorite play in all of basketball where you have 15 seconds left and you just dribble the air out of the ball and you wait until four seconds left to kind of attack the basket, which really is just two dribbles and a step back, and you just chuck a three and you miss it. So that was my beef with it. I, I wish they would have attacked the basket a little bit or get it inside or something to the big man. But I, Ohio State, maybe, if you think they can make it there, but I'm telling Michigan's in trouble. They've lost three of their last five. They have their senior leader break his foot, even though nobody's saying it. They're calling it a stress injury. I love, the, I, love the, I love the air quotes on that, just like Kevin loves straight calf. Love it. Well, love every minute of they it. Just don't want to be, they just don't want to be uh, bleak, and they don't want to kind of kick some dirt on the Michigan team. So they're trying to be positive, and they're calling it a stress injury, but – it's probably a broken foot. He's probably out for as someone has broken their foot three times. He's out for at least two or three months. Mm. So I, I'm worried about Michigan. Uh, I don't know if I'm betting with my head. I don't know if I would pick them to go too far, but they don't have a very tough schedule either. They don't no. have a very tough bracket. This is about as wide open as I can ever remember it as far as uh, March Madness. So it should be a lot of fun. So, Greg, have you seen any of the brackets out yet? I have not. I feel really out of touch right now. It's okay. So uh, we've had some Cleveland teams make it, though. Cleveland State made it. I saw Cleveland State. They they uh, they they dealt an upset, didn't they? They did. Or they did actually, they just make it? No, they they actually upset through all their tournament. Like they weren't picked to do what they did in the tournament. They won the tournament, <laughs> got in. They're playing great basketball now. They're going up against number two Houston. So that should be a good game. I, I'm excited to see that game. Also, we had Ohio Bobcats made it. They're a 13 seed. So it, we got some we got some basketball to watch here soon. I can't wait. Yeah, and unlike years past, uh, unfortunately the the tournament doesn't start till Friday for whatever reason. I don't really they're know playing why. On Monday. They're playing on Monday. I know, I know. So they bumped everything back. I'm sure there was a scheduling conflict, but. I used to love having back-to-back days Thursday, Friday, taking off work and uh, <laughs> and watching those starting at what noon all the way till midnight, basically. So we won't get that this year, but um, yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, are well, they doing a bubble or anything like that? They are. It's they're all, at, all in yeah, Indiana. They're in Indiana. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So all around Indiana, they're playing at Notre Dame. They're playing at. What South Bend? They're playing at the Lucas Oil Stadium. They're playing at Bloomington. They're playing at Indiana State. So they got them kind of bounced around. They're all locked into the state of Indiana, which is good because you know for us it's a drive if they would let us in. But I doubt that's going to happen. What I thought was cool was um, they split up the Big Ten. The Big Ten has some great teams going. They have Michigan's a number one. Illinois is the number one seed, Ohio State's the number two, and Iowa is the number two, and they split them up into separate brackets. So no Big Ten team is going to uh, play each other before the Final Four. So I thought that was pretty cool. We could potentially, God willing, have four Big Ten teams. And, I mean, they're all they're all phenomenal teams. They're all fantastic teams. So they could make it there. Um, it's not It's not beyond comprehension. So... Let's root for that as Big Ten fans. Okay. 
Well, we're just going to end that note right there. I hope the Big Ten makes it. I mean, it's going to be a tough sled. There's a lot of good players, a lot of good teams. I mean, a lot of good teams this year. Because, hey, when Duke doesn't make it, you know something's up. So, which I'm kind of – And Kentucky. And Kentucky. And did you see – did what? you see uh, Duke was invited to the NIT and they turned it down? Oh. Oh. Oh, entitled. Oh, Duke. Hold on. Yeah. Do I have... They're too good for the NIT. Oh, they're way too good for the NIT. Hold on. I were even... these a were these a bunch of one year tank jobs or what? No, they just they, one of their star players bowed out because he didn't want to play, and it just yeah it just hold on let me let me play my little violin for Duke. <laughs> oh, I got to turn it up. <laughs> Dummy. Let's try it again. <laughs> So, all right. So, let's get into Browns free agency, boys. All right. So, the Browns have made one big splash, and then they dunked their pinky toe in. So, the big splash was was John Johnson the third, and whoever named that kid the third time, I feel bad for that kid because we were joking <laughs> around about it. Like you have the same like John Johnson. I mean. What about Fatty Fatty McGee? Like I, like you can't name the kid the third time with John John. Like come on, but he is a really good safety. And I mean a really good safety. They actually picked him at uh, Pro Football Focus as an elite player, and we got him on from what word is on a discount. The Browns actually got a discount because a guy wanted to come play for the Browns. How about that, Big Bry? Unheard of unheard of especially a guy that has no ties to the area i know right um, that that's awesome i mean i i still don't fully understand the signing because um because i thought we were rolling with delpit and uh, harrison but now, like we've heard last off season they're maybe into this three uh three safety set yeah. and he completes that maybe that lets uh Harrison roam around as a linebacker a little bit more, kind of uh, in the box. And because from what I hear, that Johnson, he's a phenomenal um, cover safety. Yeah, he's, and he, he's he can, an athlete too. He's all over tight ends. Plus, he can, he, and he tackles well too. Plus, it came out that he was actually in charge of the defense. He was running yeah, all. He, he was he was doing all the play calls. Plus, with the experience that you get from Ramsey, was that Whittle was there. You had you had experienced guys there. Plus, he's only what twenty five or twenty six. Twenty five years old. The yeah. thing I like about this signing is their whole secondary right now is twenty six or younger, and they are not proven yet, but exceptional talent and potential there. So, with this, mm-hmm. I, is it hard? Like, Craig, are you excited to see another safety on the board? Because I think they did it because they're still kind of unsure what Grant's going to be because of his injury that he had, but still it shores up another safety spot that we needed. I mean, you're going to be rotating people in and out and, you know, to have him on there along with Harrison and Delpit, that might be the trio that we need. I'm extremely excited. And, uh, you know, he brings some experience even with his youth, uh, to that safety spot. You know, he can be a good influence for Grant Delpit and, uh, you know, we can bring Grant Delpit along at the proper pace. Now, what's interesting is you can usually find somebody, regardless of what it's about, that's mad about something. I haven't been able to find a single bad thing about this player from the media, from other players, from bloggers, from tweeters. I I can't find a single bad thing about this guy. He was one of, uh, I believe, only five safeties last year to play 100% of the snaps on defense. Um, he's durable. He's physical. He's not a hard hitter, but, I mean, he he's not scared. He's not scared to put the shoulder down. And, uh, you know, former executives are applauding the money in this deal. Uh, I was tweeting at uh, Joe Banner uh, because in Browns fans, you know, Joe Banner pretty well. Uh, he said it's a blow market deal done early and even suggested the agent may have made a mistake. I'll take that all day long. 
Yeah, I know. You so. sent me that text message, and you were going back and forth with him. Like, he didn't make a mistake. He actually wanted to play for a championship team, Joe Banner. <laughs> Should have thrown that back in his face. Be like, yeah. I thought you were the guru, and you came here and just guru poop all over our field. Right. <laughs> and I had to say poop because the kids are downstairs. They're still awake. I would say something else. But, no, I, I really like the signing because, like I, I told you guys, you know, I really did think that they were going to address the secondary in their first round of the draft, and I do not think that anymore because they are addressed in free agency. I think they will at the back end of the draft. We didn't get the uh, superstar pass rusher that I thought we might get, but I was I was ex- I, I was so hoping that we would get that kid from New Orleans. I really was, <laughs> but I mean the way the money was flowing. Now, I do have to ask, are you guys surprised that uh, New England went hot and heavy that quick? Like, do you think uh, Belichick's a little butthurt that uh, Brady won without him? <laughs> I do. I, I mean, I think he's off the deep end. Uh, you know, I think that I think that there's a bigger plan in place, but this is not on brand for Belichick from a management perspective. When, when you look at roster construction and the strategy to – uh, acquire talent and, and construct the roster. It's just now granted he's missing the biggest piece he's had his entire career there, but uh, no, I, I I'm pretty surprised. Now they just need a quarterback. You know what? Yeah. Jim, yeah. It, uh, Vinny, it Vinny. reeks to me. It reeks of desperation for, for the yes. Patriots seeing what Brady did and just trying to, I mean, they have a lot of cap space to spend, but it's not like they're getting superstar Pro Bowl players. They're getting fringe guys. Jonu Smith, I mean, what's he? Maybe the seventh, eighth, ninth best tight end in the league. Hunter Henry, I don't think he's a top five guy. Nelson Aguilar, I mean, they gave him like $13 million a year, which is almost what Jarvis Landry's making. So they're just, they're panicking. I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't know if Belichick thinks, well, he's only got a couple years left. Uh, Cam Newton's not the guy to take you to the next uh, step. So it doesn't make any sense at all to me. Maybe they're just trying to grab headlines right now. Um, I don't get it, but we'll we'll see. Who knows? I mean, it's not like that division is too tough outside of Buffalo. All right, so Vinny, you wanted to chime in. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, do you think this kind of takes away a little bit from that whole deflate gate thing and the whole nine yards that, you know, Brady and Belichick kind of went through? when they were together, you know, because, you know, it takes a lot more off of that spotlight. I would think seeing that Brady could do it on his own with his own talent and everything else, uh, you know, behind him. I, okay. I will be completely honest. Brady saw what was happening and he went to a very, very talented team with Mm -hmm. talent around it with the wide receivers, with the tight end, Bringing it Gronk, what he, you know, of course that was going to happen. But Brady Brady saw the lining of the trees and kind of jumped ship because he knew he wasn't going to be able to get to talent with uh, Bill Belichick. That's just my personal opinion. Because he's made the right decision by that. Well, I know, but I mean, let's be honest. Like, he would never get an Evans or a Godwin there playing with him in New England because Belichick didn't see them that way. Right. So. It kind of reminded me of, uh, and it's still kind of a sore subject, but but when um, when LeBron went to Miami, I mean, he, he could see what was going on. He could read the tea leaves. He's like, this team has no way of getting better in the future. We can't afford top free agents. We're not going to have a high enough draft pick to draft difference makers. So it's time to part, and I can pick from 31 other teams. And clearly he picked the right thing. But, um, yeah, New England is just – they're in a tailspin. I don't think they, they're struggling to find an identity. Um, you know, there was reports that they're maybe thinking about bringing in Leonard Fournette. I don't know if they're well, really a yeah, passing yeah. team, a rushing team, at if that they're point a defensive time, team. Hey, at that point in time, if they're looking at Leonard Fournette and they picked up two tight ends in the offseason, they're going back to smash mouth football. Is what it's, well, well, that's what it, it sounded like. It looks like they're going back to the old school style of I'm going to run it down your throat. I got Camp Newton that could run too. So pick your poison. 
You could argue. You could argue. Sorry about that. You could argue that they they grab some of the top guys in certain categories or positions, but really it's marginal talent. And there's rumors that top tier running backs were declining. you know, to play there for big money. If if a running back turns a job down, uh, you know, especially for more money, that's that's pretty telling from a culture perspective. You know, there's no more New England discount for free agents. Uh, let's is this the end of the uh, New England uh, dynasty? Is this where they start? Because uh, I mean, Belichick's what seventy four. They went seven and nine <laughs> last year without. Uh, Tom Brady, their passing game was atrocious. I, I mean, is this? Let's just chalk it up. I mean, you have two teams right now that have in the AFC have been the stalwarts of the AFC, which were the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots. And right now, their quarterbacks one's gone and one's whatever Big Ben is, and the team is in dysfunction right now because they just. They got beat by the Browns. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> Steelers got beat by the Browns, and they're like, what just happened? Like, why did we lose to the Browns? We always beat the Browns. Well, not anymore, dude. So are these the two teams that should take a step back this next season and not be the elite of the elite? Because everybody's like, oh, New England still can make the playoffs. I don't think they can anymore. I really don't. I know Belichick's good, but 74 years old, I mean, I'm 40, and I can barely get my kids in line. All right? <laughs> like, I mean, let's be honest. Like, <laughs> I think there's one scenario in which they can return. Um, I've been alluding to this since the middle of last year, uh, and I've been on the record saying this, is, uh, you know, I started feeling that a Jimmy G reunion might be in the future. Uh, may, it would make sense for both Belichick, the Patriots, and the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, I think a 16-game Jimmy Garoppolo would go a long way. Um, you lost your elite, an elite guard, you know, the, so, you, so you lost some protection and, and some things like that. But I think Bill wanted uh, Jimmy over Brady anyway. So this would be his shot at redemption. It would also be him thinking, look, not only can I prove it wasn't Brady, but I can prove I had the right guy. So – it wouldn't surprise me to see something like that happen, but I mean that's all speculation. But that would be the path, if you ask me. Brian, yeah, they, they, there was a report out, I think, about a week ago that um, the Patriots trying to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo was far and away their plan A, and so they wanted him really bad. I don't know if something changed, if something fell through to where. Over the last week, they've recently signed uh, Cam Newton. Um, or maybe they signed Cam Newton and they still mm-hmm. hope to get Jimmy G. I don't know about that. I think the Patriots, to me, the Patriots and the Steelers, they're in denial. They're not used to having to rebuild. They're not used to someone telling them they're not good enough. Yeah. And so they're in denial. They don't want to go to a rebuild. They're the Patriots. They're the Steelers. They don't rebuild. But until they do, until they find their next quarterback, they're in NFL purgatory. They're flopping like a fish. Yeah. And there's a new sheriff in town, and we just have to put our foot on the throat and take it over because I don't see the Steelers. Their defense is good. Don't get me wrong. They got some good players on offense, but there's nobody you're scared of. Same with the uh, with the Patriots. I think they're trying to recreate the Gronk and Aaron Hernandez days with these double tight ends. And it's just not going to work now because you don't have that quarterback that can scan the field and can lead you down time after time again and find the open guy no matter who it is. And they just, they're not used to not having that over the last 20 years. Cam Newton didn't sign for a ton of money, so so we can keep that in mind too. Well, yeah, he, he, he could be a backup. And uh, San Francisco would save over twenty three million if they off Jimmy G to New England. Yeah. So yeah, because they they gave what Cam three mil, but if he starts like the incentives is up to like fourteen if he if he does anything, but he's got to do something to prove it. So like absolutely, it, you know what's crazy is like where Cam is now compared to what he was like a a handful of years ago. Like he was, he was MVP. Like, you know, like I'm being dead. Like he was 
a Panthers team that was what sixteen and one or fifteen to one, fifteen to one. I mean, they went to the Super Bowl. They and then after that, it was like the wheels came off of that train. Right? He's yeah. got a he's got a one year five point one. Okay, well that's not that bad. All right, you're so, gonna go ahead, you're gonna call me you're gonna call me a uh, a homer here, but we've kind of rethought how we think about quarterbacks because of what Tom Brady has done going to forty three. We think, okay, you go to forty years old, you're good. Now, no, hold on, hold on. That's now, not once you hit thirty three, thirty four, you start a hard decline. And that's what Cam Newton is happening to Cam Newton. Ben Roethlisberger got a couple extra years out of that, but he's gone downhill ever since then. Even Peyton Manning, he wasn't the old Peyton Manning the last year they won the Super Bowl with uh, the Broncos. No, but so, but, but Brian, you got to hear me out on this, and you're going to think I'm a hater for saying this. But if you got within five yards of Tom Brady's breath service, you were getting a flag. The referees helped out Tom Brady so much. It wasn't even funny. If you just looked at him wrong, 15-yard penalty, roughing the passer, you, no. looked, at, you looked at Tom Brady wrong. Another 15-yard penalty, roughing the passer, you touched his shoelace. Another 15, hey, tuck rule. That was a tuck, and it was not a complete, yeah, shut up, all right? Seven seven Super Bowls because of the ref, huh? Sure, why In not? Your mind? Yeah, why not? Yeah. That's yeah. why you got the credibility you got. Hey, two of them. Two of them that he was gifted by the refs. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Probably at least five, right? Yeah, he, maybe he's four. He's probably no better than uh, than Luke McCown. Hey, this is this is the hate coming out for me. I have to wear a Brady jersey during our live show, all right? I'm sorry. I still <laughs> 43 years old, still winning Super Bowls. Hey, I can win Super Bowls, too, if nobody touches me. I don't think you can. <laughs> Touche. Touché. I don't think you can win a preseason game. I can at least win a preseason game. If there was two minutes left in the fourth quarter, we were had to lead by 14 points. In eighth grade football, you're probably right. Uh, I go flag football, and it's peewee style, dick. <laughs> all right, so let's get off of this. Let's go over. All right, so the Browns also today picked up a defensive end. That was picked in the first round. All right. And I am going to butcher his name. It's like Tariq. Uh, yeah. You say it, Brian. Get it. Takaris McKinley. We call him Tack, I Tack. guess. All right. So he got picked up for a one-year, $4 million, pretty much proven deal. And I love this pick because he's still at 25. And the best part about this is they're out no money. And if he plays good, they might have to resign him next year. See what happens. It's a see what happens with a young player that was drafted in the first round. And guess what? They've been doing this ever since they started free agency. Carl Joseph, former first rounder. They pick him up. This guy now, former first round. They're picking up former first rounders to see if they still have anything left. To actually get a feel for him. So what do you guys think about this guy? Let's go with Bry first. Bry, what do you think? Um I mean, it's low risk. Um We've talked in the past that we need defensive ends really, really badly right now because um, we only have Miles Garrett. But I don't know. We'll see what we get with him. I think they signed him for a one-year, $4 million deal. But um, it scares me a little bit that uh, not only did Atlanta not pick up his fifth-year option, they didn't even want him through the end of last year. I don't know why. I didn't find out why they cut him. They released him after four games last year. And actually the Browns were one of four teams that tried to pick him up. And he eventually went to uh, Cincinnati and failed a physical. So he didn't play any more games last year other than four. Um, I don't know. Hopefully you, he can recreate the magic that he had in college and coming out in the draft. And he's had some decent years. He's had years with six, seven sacks, um, Hopefully, if he can give us that, I'll be happy. He'll be well worth it. But uh, I don't know if he's a cancer in the locker room. I don't know a whole lot about him. Um, the talent is there, it sounds like. But for whatever reason, uh, the Falcons wanted nothing to do with him. So that scares me a bit. But like I said, low risk. Well, uh, before I switch it over to Craig here, 
they're saying that this one, you know, with John Johnson, they, they said it was elite pick, like elite pickup that the Browns did. Like everybody, like Craig said, everybody's just like, wow, I can't believe this happened. Like, this is awesome. Nobody's doubting this one bit. And this one seems kind of the same way because this kid's potential. And I heard a lot of the sports talk today while I was waiting on to picking up the kids. This kid's potential is still out there because he's been injured so much that they don't even know what his ceiling is. And if it gets to the Browns and you know, you're playing against miles, well, alongside miles Garrett, it might be higher than what you think. What do you think, Craig? Yeah, I, I agree with, with Brian. I think it's low risk, high reward. Um, you know, I, I think that a lot that went into Atlanta's decision was that he was in poor health. Um, you know, why they cut the cord, I don't know. Was it was it roster construction? Was Did they have somebody else they wanted to get in there? I don't know. But the 49ers and Bengals claimed him, and he failed physicals. And then ultimately the Raiders signed him and put him on injured reserve. So, uh, you know, I don't know that anybody's really gotten to see what they're getting out of him. He had a groin injury. So, you know, for that kind of money, why not take a flyer? I don't see why not. I think I think that, you know, some marginal production far outweighs the salary. You know, it's well worth it for the Browns if he even has just marginal production or depth production from our standpoint. So kind of like a Vernon last year. Just, you know, even though Vernon played great the second half, he really did. With Miles yeah. out, Vernon stepped up. But they're kind of trying to find a younger Vernon on the cheap to kind of help. I still think that they're going to get a veteran defensive end. I don't know who it is because we still have – I haven't even looked at my phone yet, so I might be misspoken now. But there's still Dunlap out there. There's still some other veterans out there. So out Hassan of, Reddick. Well, you got Hassan Reddick. You got Ingram. You got Dunlap. So you guys are all Hassan Reddick. You want Hassan Reddick here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Craig said you I love on. Hassan Reddick. Right. I'll I'll take Ingram. I'll take the veteran. But also, if we don't sign a surefire starter, I think that's where we go with our first pick in the draft at 26. I think hopefully the Browns know what they're doing. Hopefully there's a couple guys there that that they like and that will fall to them. And we can have McKinley start hopefully the first few games. If he has injury issues, then, uh, then we plug the youngster in. Also, you know, I heard that Daniil Hunter with the uh, oh, Minnesota Vikings requested a trade. Don't call me Daniel. Yeah, right. He would be a little on the expensive side. Um, I think he's making like 17, 18 mil a year. But he wants out. Um, I mean, he didn't play this last year because of a neck injury. But three of the last four years he's played, he's gotten at least 12 sacks. So, He's a stud. He would be great opposite uh, Miles Garrett. And yeah, there's other guys. We're not going to sign any more big-name free agents, I don't think. But I think uh, the Jets are shopping C.J. Mosley. Maybe we get him. There's other ways to get uh, impact so, defensive players on this team. So now I have to ask you both, all right? There's one guy that is still out there in free agency. Would you touch him with a 10-foot pole? Jadavion Clowney. Craig, only if it's for a uh, one-year, four million, like McTech McKinley. All right, Brian. Yeah, one-year deal. Um, whatever, whatever they end up signing him to, one-year, prove it deal. And he didn't do much for Tennessee last year. Tennessee's defense was terrible, so I'm not super high on him anymore. What about uh, what about the Dominican Sue? To kind of help out right there in the middle, we got still have a young kid. We got Billings, we got Richard or uh, Sheldon Richardson, we got Jordan Elliott. So, what about Sue coming in and kind of helping out the center of that? You know, would you take an older Sue, not playing all the snaps that he plays, but for the important snaps with you know whoever Garrett's lined up with? I think he can perform. I mean, he's not the Nadabaka Sue of old by any means. You know, he has aged a lot. But we've made some good use out of some pretty pretty old defensive 
tackles, you know, throughout the years. I yes. mean, it, it would it would feel very much like a Sean Rogers type, you know, big guy in the middle, uh, run support kind of, you know, is he going to be a difference maker? He's not going to put the Browns over the edge on the defense. You know, is he going to play every snap? I don't think he could. But as a rotational guy, I mean, for the right price, bring him on. So the other one I want to bring up, and Bri, you were here with me. Danny Shelton is back available. We want to bring Danny Boy back? <laughs> no, thanks. I, I'll, I'll take a flyer on Adamican Sue, though. Um, I don't know what his price tag is going to be. But, yeah, Adamican Sue and uh, Sheldon Richardson have them as our starters. They're getting old, so they can't play like they could. But uh, you got Billings, you got Jordan Elliott behind them uh, filling in. So I'm I like that rotation a lot more. I'm excited to see Billings. I really am. I'm really yeah. excited to yeah. see what he can do. But, Craig, mm-hmm. before we get into our top three, do you want to you want to do some Fat Boy Tuesday with us? Why not? All right. So, hold on. Let me get, let me get you ready, Bri. You ready? Bring it. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. All right, so it's Fat Boy Tuesday, and we are recording on Tuesday before St. Patrick's Day. All right, so boys, we are going to talk about St. Patty's Day food, beer, drinks, everything. And I have one story I have to say before we get this all started. My most memorable St. Patty's Day, my best friend, June, who Brian knows, Vinny knows, wakes me up at 3.30 in the morning, slaps me in the face, and hands me a shot. I said, what are you doing? He goes, it's Tillamore Dew, it's St. Patty's Day, let's get Irish. Said, okay. I went hard for about nine hours, and noon I passed out, and I was done. So, (laughs) on that note, what are you guys, what do you guys like for St. Patty's Day? I mean, obviously, you got the corned beef sandwiches, because Cleveland is known for corned beef. And they are known for a great party on St. Patty's Day. And last year, guess what? It got canceled, and Papa Biden comes out and gives us $1,400 to party with on St. Patty's Day. So what are we doing? <laughs> Let's go, Brian. Brian, what are you doing for St. Patty's Day, bud? Man, uh, it's anticlimactic. I'm, I'm just getting old, especially being on a Wednesday. This is rough. We did have plans. Um, I do have a friend. Up around your way, uh, Ed. Um, the Buglio. Yeah, the Buglio. They have a uh, they have a St. Patrick's Day party every single year, and we got a text last week that him and his wife both came down with COVID. So uh. Uh, they're doing well, thankfully, but uh, they had to cancel the party. So I don't even I don't even know if I'll have a uh, a green beer this year. Uh, it's kind of sad. We used to. I never was huge into St. Patrick's Day. I do it because that's what we do as Americans. We drink on other countries' holidays. Uh, that and Cinco de Mayo, we have a great time, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But um, you know, the days of the kegs and eggs, those are kind of over for me, unfortunately, and it hurts me. Like I said, I had an Irish beer the other day. Uh, that was kind of my celebration. There is a Irish pub here in Medina called Sully's that will be rocking. So maybe I can talk the wife into, uh, going out for a beer or two there, but, um, over stuffed corned beef sandwich. No. So (laughs) the thing I love from Sully's, you know, I'm not a huge corned beef guy, but, uh, what I love from Sully's is they have Reuben egg rolls. Oh, wow. Like, that big, and you, so, so you get the Thousand Island uh, or the Russian sauce to yep. dip them. Yep. Oh, you got Thousand Island with it, so really, really, really good, and it's a good time. So, well, if I'm feeling froggy, I might uh, head up there, but uh, that's about as crazy as I'll get. Craig, I'm going to put you on hold because after Reuben egg rolls comes my cousin Vinny. Vinny, go ahead. <laughs> no, man, I just you know what? Oh, I remember that. I remember the days. Uh, Back when, like, when Aces was open, yes, uh, in North Ridgeville, and they had these amazing Reuben balls, and they were fantastic. Get them with uh, Thousand Island dressing, stuff like that. Great stuff. Corned beef sandwiches, of course. So, are are you a green beer guy? Um, 
I'm not opposed to it, you know. Okay, I've, I've had a few in my day. Well, Bry, yay or nay, green beer? If I'm at a bar on St. Patrick's Day, I'll order at least one green beer. I don't have to, but I will. All right, Craig, green beer? No. No green beer. And you're no. a ginger, no green beer. I'm a ginger. Every day St. Patty's Day for me, but no, no green beer. No <laughs> green beer. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Well, let's go back to this way. Yeah. So Irish liquor on St. Patty's Day. Jameson, Telemore, do you name proper oh, yeah. proper twelve from uh, from uh, Conor McGregor? You know, you guys do shots of those for St. Patty's Day. Oh yeah. All yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, Vinny's a yes. Bry. Yeah. Bry's gone. Craig. Well, is is an Irish person, uh, Jameson. I definitely like me some Jameson, uh, especially uh, especially doing some picklebacks. Oh, I love picklebacks. Oh yeah, yeah. I had my first pickleback at the Foundry. That is amazing. And don't shake your head at Lila. She was waving at us. It was us. <laughs> All right, you can't shake your head at Lila. She's adorable. And by the way, what did you fix her for dinner tonight? Was it Domino's? One eight hundred Domino's. It'll be on the way here shortly. Oh, mom's <laughs> picking it up on the way home. Yep. What is mom picking up on the way home? I don't know yet. Oh, wow. It's a surprise. Oh, that's even better. I love those. <laughs> Normally when my wife does it for me, it's either uh, KFC or Popeyes. And I get excited. <laughs> so, all right. So, Vinny, what do you think? So, we're here. In Cle- all right. So, down there, you're down towards Canton area. Yes. What What's corned beef down there for you guys? You got we got delis galore up here. Do you have a place down there where you go get a corned beef sandwich? No, zero. No, none. really? Do you do no. corned beef? I mean, I'm sure there's places around here. I've never sought one out though, so okay. I couldn't tell you. Do you do corned beef on St. Patty's Day? Do you do the red potatoes, no. the cabbage, any of that nature? Craig, no. Come on. I gotta drink. It's more fun when you drink on an empty stomach. Well, I understand that, but I'm talking about after. <laughs> I'm talking about after. <laughs> No, I've never really made an occasion out of that. Okay. Truthfully. Well, we have we have some places up here that when you come up to visit, we're going to take you to. There is a deli out by us called Davis's Deli. Got it. They actually have specialty sandwiches that are, they call it the tribe. You have the Clevelander, you have the brownie, and they're all different corned beef sandwiches that they do. Like, I always get the, uh, I get the tribe. Which is pastrami corned beef and uh, coleslaw on it, which is phenomenal. But we have Slimans up here. We have, oh my lord, I you Jack's Deli. You got I, Mr. B's. Mr. A lot of places. Yeah, yeah Mr. B's does what, a great. What did Vic spread. say? He bought like two hundred pounds of corned beef oh, this yeah. year. Yeah, he's ready like, for it. They put on a spread up here for St. Patty's Day for some odd reason. It's it sells out like crazy. But yeah. I am a true. True corned beef and cabbage guy. Like, I got to have the corned beef and the cabbage and potatoes. I, oh, I love it. I love it. So, now, are as a ginger, are you an Irish ginger or are you like a Welsh ginger? Irish. Oh. And you, Irish for sure. And you don't do corned beef? Mm-mm. Craig. <laughs> Craig. I got the, I got a, I, you know, I'm just not a fan. I don't know what it is. Really? But, Yeah. That's like I, an Italian that doesn't I like can't spaghetti. explain it. That's yeah. <laughs> it's like an Italian doesn't like lasagna. Okay. <laughs> How can you not like the sauce? So what hey, we found an Irish guy, Bri, that does not like corned beef. Really? Yeah. Yes. Me too. I agree. <laughs> All right. I don't know uh, if you call me an Irish guy, but I'm a little no. Irish. So now hold on. Do you like shepherd's pie? No. Oh, you don't yeah. even like shepherd's pie? Oh, I love shepherd's How pie. How do you not like shepherd's pie? Craig, we're going to have to work on this. I know. You're going it's, to... it's I'm picky. It's actually a curse. It's 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 definitely not by choice. You you don't strike me as a picky guy when it comes to food. I mean, if you drink enough, you eat anything, right? Yeah, but I mean, I, I mean shepherd's pie is just like ground beef, mashed potatoes and vegetables, like I and gravy. I mean, who doesn't like gravy and mashed potatoes? Oh, wow. You don't even like gravy and mashed potatoes? found one. Wow. What? Wow. I don't even know if I can do the Browns table tonight. Wow. I'm just (laughs) blown off my doors right now. 
All right. Well, okay. So, Vinny, where's a place you like to go to for uh, St. Patty's Day? Are Are you like Are you like half Irish though? Are you like Are you 100 percent Irish? Look at that face. That is like 100 percent Irish. I, I agree. I he looks 100 percent Irish. I don't think I'm I'm completely 100 percent Irish. I think I have some German or okay. something like that in me. But okay. Uh, you know, I, I haven't done my 23 and Me test yet, so so I'll know, I'll know eventually. <laughs> but hey. No matter what you take on that test, there's going to be one anomaly in there that just blows your mind. Trust me, I know. I'm a little worried about it. Like, what what secret am I going to unearth? Right. Hey, <laughs> you know, I found out I was one percent Chinese. Didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> what? Yeah, didn't you know? I was like, what? Just blew my mind. You came from the Ming Dynasty. One percent. One percent. The the kids. Yeah. Ni hao. There you go. See. There you go. The kids caught that half percent. Jeez, like it's unreal. Like I, I saw it. and I'm like, no, that doesn't look right. My dad lied to me. <laughs> All right, so let's get back on subject. Oh, sorry. All right, so Bry, I was telling, I was telling Craig about Davis's with their mm-hmm. sandwiches. They're delicious. We also have Slimans, we have Corky Lenny's, we got all these other... Do you have a place down there south of you, down there in Medina, that does a really... You have Scully's, right? Yep, I brought it up, Scully's. Uh, that That's the place to be in Medina. That's the Irish pub. We have a Johnny J's, too, but um, okay. that yeah. kind of gets overrun by uh, millennials. So. Oh, I love millennials. They Scully's ruin, is the, uh, they ruin any is bar. the official Irish pub of Medina. All right, so Vinny, what are your best restaurants to go to for uh, St. Patty's Day? Um, you know what, uh, Jeff, Jeff Jr. over at Razzles, Razzles has yes. always done a fantastic um, St. Patrick's Day party all right. and stuff too. So, so they got all kinds of stuff, everything from breakfast all the way on up. Wow! So yeah, yeah, I love they kegs do really and eggs. well. You know, longest since I did cake, kegs and eggs. Mm-hmm. Like it's been a while. Should I wake my kids up in the morning, give them a shot of Telemordu, and then uh, make them kegs and eggs? Without question. Without question? I should do it. Yeah. I know. Hey, Brian, 60-40, I'll be at work tomorrow. That was the vintage uh, two-pass-out day. You wake <laughs> up at 6 oh, in yes. the morning, go uh, have a good time till about 12, and then you hang on till 1 or 2 o'clock, and then you just go pass out till about 3 or 4 or 5. And then you go back out at nighttime and have a ball until <laughs> two in the morning. So we like to call can't those, do that anymore. Absolutely not. We like to call those two a days. <laughs> you know, football has got their version of two a days. We have our version of two a days. Yep. I wish, bit by the monkey. I, I wish I could have pushed off my new position. I started a new position at work, and if I could have pushed that off for one week, one more <laughs> extra week, I would have taken Wednesday off. Just to go ahead and have fun on St. Patrick's Day, but <laughs> I mean, got to got to take them while you can. Man. I mean, you got to figure everybody in Cleveland is like pent up for like just something. Like, I mean, yeah. St. Patrick's Day was canceled. March Madness was canceled last yep. year. Now March Madness is coming back. We got the draft coming up. We don't even know what's going to happen with that. It's supposed to be here in Cleveland. I can't wait to see what happens then. But I like people are like clawing to get out like they've been in the house too long it is time to just get out who gives people 1400 biden bucks to go ahead and go out before saint patrick's Day? (laughs) holy hell hey that would definitely help the economy (laughs) (laughs) this is their way of making up for last year going to work tomorrow Brian, you want to call downtown? It could be the party of the century. Brian, do you want to call off tomorrow? Let's call off tomorrow. No, let's go downtown. Let's call off tomorrow. We'll go downtown. I'll drop the kids off at school. We'll go downtown and just out. We'll safely pick them up. We'll get get an Uber for them later. Is that open still? The tilt the kilt? I don't even know. I haven't been downtown in I don't know how long. That's got to be. I know the casino's open. It's got to be open. Yeah. Yeah, Tilt the Kilt's got to be open. All right. It'll be crazy. Well, boys, we got to get Craig moving here because he's got food coming and we have to do a show later. So let's get into our top three tonight. And our top three were free agents of signings. Like, surprising signings of free agents. So 
I'm going to let my cousin Vinny go first, and then I'm going to let Craig go second as he's looking his up right now. So, Vinny, you go first. Three to one, buddy. Give me your number three. Um, number three, uh, Mr. Bryce. Uh, Bryce Prop. he was in uh, at going to Green Bay, and he moved to the Bills uh, back in 95. He was defensive player of the year, wasn't he? Defensive player of the year, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Let's go with your number two. Uh, Mike Vrabel. Um, he went from the Steelers to the Patriots in 01. Yes. And many Super Bowl uh, uh, shenanigans went on there, too. So, <laughs> you know, made it there quite a few times. Uh, my number one, uh, Mr. Drew Brees from the Chargers to the New Orleans in 06. And uh, thank you for everything that you've given there, Mr. Brees. Yeah, we forgot to mention that he has yeah. retired. Absolutely. There is a torch being passed in New Orleans, and we don't even know where it's heading to, whether it be Tyson Hill or Jameis Winston or whoever. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. They might throw in a Michael Thomas might be quarterback next year. Ooh. Uh, all right. So, Craig, give me your top three, bud. All right. So, number three for me would have to be Kurt Warner, Arizona Cardinals. Great, great signing by Arizona at that point. That was after uh, his success in St. Louis. Uh, number two, I am also going to mention Drew Brees. A lot of people forget that he actually was ready to sign with Miami at that point. And Miami had concerns about a shoulder injury and signed, I believe, Dante Culpepper yes, instead. Did. And New Orleans was his backup plan. So what could have been in Miami? We'll never know. My number one free agency signing in NFL history would have to be Reggie White. There it is. With the Green Bay Packers. Yep. All right. So I can't, I can't, I can't think of a more impactful player that switched teams and then had a career like he had. Uh, unreal. So, Craig, I'm going to kick you off of here because we got something to do later. So go tell Lila. She's got to eat her dinner. And I'll ask you later what the dinner is, so you better right. be prepared. All right, bud? I'll see you here. All right, sounds good. I'll see Thanks you for about, having me, guys. Not a problem, bud. Thank Big you. Brad. We'll see you here in about Thank an hour. You. All right, Big Brad. You ready? Yep. Your top three. Well, I would agree with Craig that uh, that Reggie White is probably the most impactful uh, free agent ever. And if you remember the Browns, it was down to I thought the Browns and the Packers or the Browns were one of the last few teams that potentially could have got him. And so that would have sent this city into a, a frenzy, getting him one of the best defensive players of all time. But I digress. Let me get to my list and I will tell you what I've told every uh, high school teacher that I ever had. I misunderstood the assignment. So I'm let sorry, me give but... you... <laughs> My my top three, I'm going to keep it just Browns and just since they returned in 99. Right. Let me give you my top three Browns free agents since 99. There's not and many. I'll kick it off with uh, a, a couple of offensive linemen to get oh, your – There uh, we go. Let's get – To get your <laughs> wet. Let me give you Eric Steinbach. Oh, there it is. From the Bengals. Yes. I loved Eric Steinbach when we signed him. And that's my number three. My number two, I'll follow it up with Charles Bentley. Because wow, Phil yes. Savage, was, he showed that he was ready to spend money when he came in as a general manager, and that was something we hadn't seen as Browns fans. So to get two top offensive linemen, pro bowlers, in free agency, I thought we were on our way, and we know what happened to LeCharles. And Steinbach had a couple good years for us. Okay. Now, hold on. Before you, before you go to your number one, I'm going to play this for you, buddy. All right. Give me that number one. That number one. Is it Dwayne Bowe? It is not Dwayne Bowe. It is not Kenny Britt. It is not Willie McGinnis. Oh! It is a guy that was almost uh, addition by subtraction. It was a guy who not only was a great player when we signed him, but he hurt one of our biggest rivals when we signed him. And he was a guy that just killed us 
time and time and time again when we played him. And he even set NFL records when we played him. Do you have an idea? Not even close. Wow. Oh, Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis. Jamal yep. Lewis. Good nice. Jamal Lewis. I was going to go thought... towards Jeff Garcia, but you kind of threw no, me for a no. loop there. <laughs> Jamal Lewis. I, I, and he played well as a yes, Brown, he to did. be honest. He, he, re- he really did. He really did. He was did. a freaking fire hydrant. You could not tackle him. He was gigantic. He had arms the size of my thighs. <laughs> and he was just a beast. And he had some great years for us, don't get me wrong. But um, he didn't really take us to the next level. But, uh, man, I was excited when we got him. And just to weaken the Ravens, that was awesome. So he's my number one. All right. So my number three, and I'm going to kick it with Jerry Rice leaving Sam Fran and going to the Oakland Raiders. You remember <laughs> Oakland Raider Jerry Rice? I do. I remember Oakland right. Raider Jerry Rice. So my number two, and I got to get to him. Hold on. My number two, Priest Holmes leaving Baltimore and going to Kansas City to have a really good career in Kansas City. Absolutely. And... <sighs> Craig stole my thunder, but I really do believe that Kurt Warner going to Arizona, uh, that was unreal because Kurt Warner was God in St. Louis, and he really was, and then he just goes, now nah, I'll go to Arizona. But also, I got an honorable mention for you, Bri. You ready for this? Okay. Yep. And this is so you can applaud me a little bit. Charles Woodson going to the Packers. All right. I'll even throw out a Michigan guy. <laughs> Wow. All right. So there's a lot of them that happened. You had Deion Sanders right. going to the Niners, then back to the Cowboys after the Niners. You had Peyton Manning going to the Broncos is another one. Honorable mention. He probably would he probably would have been my number one if I did NFL because it resulted in Super Bowl. You had Shannon Sharp going to Buffalo or to Baltimore Ravens. You mm-hmm. had Rod Woodson going to Baltimore. Like, you had, like, some of these signings, it's like, you're just jaw-dropped. Like, Shannon Sharp went to ball. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> like Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers. Or Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers this year. Yeah, uh, it's just shockers. So, uh, right. we did not do a trivia today. So, we'll just catch it up next week. Brian, it's your turn next week. I got one for you if you want it real quick. It's multiple choice. You might be able to get it. You want to do it now? Yeah, why not? All it's right. easy. All right. Well, you're still doing trivia next week. I will. Okay. All right. So give me that trivia. Go ahead. Uh, I got an Indians trivia for you. So since baseball kind of started in 1876, uh, I am looking for where do your Cleveland Indians rank in all-time winning percentage among the 30 or 32 teams? I don't know how many baseball they have. I have no clue. Uh, A- one through five, B, six through ten, C, eleven through fifteen, D, below fifteen. So I know that the years in the sixties and seventies and eighties were not the greatest, but we had some good years. So I'm going to go C. Let's go between eleven and fifteen. Oh wow! Not enough credit. Really? Between six and ten. Six and ten. Wow, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. I thought they, they were seven. They have a winning percentage of five fourteen. <laughs> and the number one team you ask is probably you could have guessed it, the uh the Yankees. Oh yeah, of course, because they buy everybody. Yeah, five sixty nine, so it's unfair. The next closest team is San Francisco, believe it or not. Nice. At five thirty five. Okay. All right, boys. Well, we are here at the end of our show. All right. In two weeks, if we go live, we will have Kevin from the Voice of the Land podcast joining us live wherever we're at. We might just do a remote live somewhere. We might be just outside the front yard. that work for you? Hey, that works for me, too. Grow up some burgers and stuff. All right. Um, Also, we will try to get Jarvis on next week. Uh, I cannot guarantee anything, but we're going to try to. Uh, he actually texted me now, so we'll try to get that ironed out for you guys. I apologize. 
you know, it happens in the, and I use the air quote, the business, because we're not really in the business, but, you know, Vinny's the business. Um, yes, I am. Um, so, boys, let's go ahead. And, and Mo- uh, Mike Holzheimer. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Well, yeah. And Mike, Mike How do you say yeah. the last name? Yes. It's it's a long one. Hol- Holzheimer. Holzheimer. Yes. Okay. I believe and Mike correct. Holzheimer. I believe that's correct. So we we'll have two guests on next week, Brian. Oh uh, no, nope. not next week. I'm sorry. Uh, live, show, live show. Live show. Yeah, live show. Live show. I apologize, guys. Mike Spar. Mike Spar. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, Vinny, give him a good night. Hey, you have a good night, everybody. Brian, God bless him. Yeah, God bless you. God bless America. We are Legal Hand of the Face. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Just search for us. You'll find us. Like us. Subscribe to us because you're at least going to get some laughs out of it like today. (laughs) So uh, we definitely support our troops. Uh, We support our first responders. Thank you for the vaccines that are rolling out because come to find out, boys, by the end of March, we will be able to get our vaccines. So hopefully this goes through and we can actually get back to somewhat of a normal life and not via Zoom anymore. Because I'd love to see all your faces here and we can grow out before we uh, record. So, all right, boys. Well, let let them, uh, let them know to join the Cheap Seat Podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. Join, join the uh, Cheap Seats Podcast bracket. You can find them at uh, Cheap Seats Pod at 1 on Twitter. Or on Facebook at Cheap Seas Podcast. So, search. Will you, will you share it? Share, share the I will, I, will, I will try to share it, but join in and yeah. have fun with us because I think they're giving away gifts. I'm not sure, but at least not. You can, you can at least say you beat the fat guy and Big Bry and Juice and Big Man. And if my cousin Vinny gets into it, it'll be even better. <laughs> Sounds like fun. I mean, I don't know. I've never done anything like that before. All right. So, let's get out of here, boys. All right, we are definitely uncorked, unloaded, and we are out. Thanks for listening, everybody.